Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his Wednesday guest, Anna Kelly. How you doing, Anna? I'm doing great. Great to be with you. Yes, so in about three hours from the time of this recording, the Fed or Powell is going to come out and talk about uh, how he's going to start throwing some cold water on the market, I think. Uh, maybe it's faster taper, talk about higher rates. So I thought we should talk about this because, I again, this is all what I expected, and it is all leading to what I think is called the real estate slowdown. But I think there's a lot of dominoes to fall. So, Anna, what are you expecting this afternoon? You know, I, I know that they're going to start tapering. Um, and I know that they've got to talk about raising rates. Mm -hmm. They got to try not to spook the market so much to say, we're going to raise them half a point next month, right? Yeah, yeah um, that's, that's not likely. <laughs> I, I really thought that they would come out strong and hard probably in January. But there's enough other things going on in the world that kind of impact consumer sentiment and the markets, et cetera, that I think they probably don't raise in January. But they're going to mm -hmm. talk about, we're going to, taper and then we're going to have to raise rates. And I think that they probably raise rates no later than June mm -hmm. um, and probably 50 basis points. Mm -hmm. And within a year to 18 months, a percent at least. Wow. Oh, okay. That's, that's good. So this is kind of what I've been thinking about, what I've been sharing about on my channel. So right now, when they first started the taper, which was, I think last month, they were doing, I think 10 and 15 or no, it's 15 and 30. I think they're going to double that. So I think something you can expect this afternoon, folks, is Powell's going to talk about doubling the taper, meaning backing away twice as fast. Originally, the plan was to be done by June. I think they're going to be done by March, right? <laughs> so I think this is in the market. Number two, I do think they're going to, they, they have to, they have to talk about raising rates next year. They just have to talk about it. Right. I don't expect Powell to say anything other than rates may go up in 2022. Because right now, I mean, heading into this meeting, he says no rates till 2023. That has to be off the table. Has to be. Yeah. Has to I be. can't imagine. Oh, I just can't imagine. It's getting too out of control. And yeah. they can't control supply like we've talked about. So they have to control demand. They have to talk about it, right? They have to jawbone it. Then there's the dot plot, right? You know, the dot plot where all the Fed presidents, they, they put where they think interest rates. I think you're going to see a plethora of dot plots in 2022. Uh, I think last time they met, it was 50% were in 2022, the other 50%, nothing until 2023. I'd be shocked if there's anybody that's still waiting on 2023. Why? Well, CPI. CPI came out at 6.8 on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, I actually did the math because the, the formula is out there. So Anna, what I did is uh, what they had for rent equivalent was three and a half percent, which you and I both know is a joke for a single family home. So I went out and found the lowest number I could find. I found ranges from 15 to 16 and a half. So I used 15, the lowest number. And I backed out the 3.5, added in the 15, because again, uh, rent equivalent is 28% of CPI. So again, it's simple math. Uh, and actually CPI is 10%. 10. 
did double digits. Yeah. And remember, real inflation is probably more than CPI because there's so many things that aren't included in there, right? Yeah, no, no question. Yeah. He has to raise rates to cool. And I've been watching too, you know, I've been watching what are other economists saying? What are people that have been involved with, with the Fed saying? And more and more, they're, they were kind of hesitant to say, oh, we're going to raise rates. It's going to be slow. We're not really in hyperinflation. This is transitory. You know, they were all kind of, half of them were, you know, beating that drum. Now more than half are saying, we think they're going to raise rates and we think that they're going to do it sooner next year than later. Mm-hmm. More and more people are like, there's no other option. They're going to have to do it. So yeah. these are, you know, people that study this and do this all the time. So I think, I, I just don't see how he doesn't raise rent rates by June yeah. and at least half a point because yeah. a quarter point's not going to make too much of a difference when your rates are down at three, three and a quarter. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I've been calling for the first rate rise in the summer all year. I'm standing by that. I do. And I do think it's a half a point is the first is the first jump. So yeah. uh, that's going to be interesting. And then the other things you have to think about the ripple impacts. Again, I've been through this before the whole cycle. So this is something else I'm expecting on. I'd love your thoughts on first. I don't know if you know this, 21 central banks are meeting and talking this week, 21 around the world, Bank of Japan, Bank of England, ECB, uh, you know, on and on and on and on. Uh, What we're going to start to see is divergence because, you know, Europe, Germany is heading into a recession. Their GDP is going to be negative for Q4, likely negative Q1. That's a recession. China, I think, is in a recession, although I doubt they report it because their numbers are fake or adjusted or managed, managed. but another thing I think is going to happen is the dollar is going to get stronger because of that, right? Mm-hmm. I think the dollar gets stronger. The other thing I think that's going to happen is uh, you're going to see high multiple tech stocks get hammered, right? They've already started, yeah. I think, to get hammered. And th- where I'm going with this is I think there are some markets like the one that I happen to live in the Bay Area, California, that are going to see the real estate slow down smack single family homes. Because again, as you know, but the audience might not, all that most people's down payment in the Bay Area, several hundred thousand dollars is the down right. payment. That's not the home. That's the down payment. It comes from stock. It comes from what's called uh, RSUs. You and I used to get options. Yeah. And that is about to dry up. And, you know, if you used to get Amazon or Facebook or whatever these other options are, and suddenly they're worth half as much, you don't feel as confident. You're not going to sign up for, yes, folks, a six or seven or eight thousand dollar mortgage. Right. Uh, I think the I think some high priced Bay Area cities are going to cool down pretty fast. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I, I think two things you said there to kind of think through. Um, one, a lot of people don't know this too, but the market, all this you know amazing run that the markets had, fifty percent of it has been in like the top five companies. Yeah. Uh, top five, like Amazon, Google, I think Coca Cola, Tesla. Apple. Apple. I mean, 50% of the market increase has just been their stock, which means all of everything else has only been 50% of that, everything combined. And Mm -hmm. if you look at economists, you know, and people that play in the stock market all day long, these billionaires, Icon, um, Dalio, Buffett, Wells Fargo, you know, these, these people that look at the market, they say, we expect the market to be flat for the next 10 years, flat. Yeah. So you might have been really excited that you made amazing returns in the market, but can you expect those over the next 10 years? You know, I don't watch the markets enough to know, but I know that that run in those few companies 
certain companies are going to continue to do well, but the other ones are going to start to struggle. And so if you have a slowdown, so I, I do think people make less in stocks. I didn't realize that in that area, they were using options as basically down payments. So I, oh, I can yeah. see that happening. Yeah. yeah, it's very common. I mean, it's, it's you know, people live, people out here, people understand that their area, it's not uncommon for somebody to make 200 grand a year, but with the cost of living, they're, they're living just as paycheck to paycheck as anywhere else. Uh, not, not a lot of room, you know, to, to save. So it is all RSUs and options. There's obviously yeah. the rare exceptions, but um yeah, I think the, I think the Bay Area, I think maybe Orange County, I think there's some I think there's some California cities that are very tech dependent yeah. that are about to have some cold water through on them. Not and again, I'm not calling a crash. I'm just calling a slowdown. Which what does a slowdown mean? This is what a slowdown means for me on and this is where I wanted to go here. I think the Fed has to slow down asset appreciation. We have right. seen too much, too fast, too concentrated. Now we are going to have years of flat growth. You talked about stocks perhaps 10 years. I think the same thing is true in real estate. I think we're going to see three, four, five years of real estate kind of bouncing around whatever inflation is, which means it's a net zero. If inflation's up six, housing's up six. If inflation's up four, housing's up four. Yeah. We pulled forward a decade of price appreciation because of all this easy money. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. And typically, typical house appreciation across the country has been really in lockstep most years with inflation. Yeah, so plus, plus we've been three to four percent per year increase, um, and that's really what we've been used to seeing. The last couple of years, it's been crazy. Nuts. But again, we had we had a lot of of demand and a lot of people with really low interest rates with extra money that said we're going to trade up. So what happened is those trade up houses, those higher end homes. More people have gone in those and paid more money. And that's not that's not going to continue because as these incomes are stretched and as we have these higher mortgage payments, if everything else becomes more expensive, there's not going to be as much demand for those when we want to sell them. The prices are going to come down a little because how many people can afford those really high-end homes? Not as many if the economy kind of flounders. So I think when you look at like average first-time home buyer homes or an average median, you know, home price, you're not going to see much change. Maybe next year you have three, four, 5%, you know, increased in values if the demand is still higher than supply mm -hmm. and then it stabilizes. But I, I do think those high-end homes, there's more chance chances for those mm -hmm. to come down in value. Mm -hmm. um, and then once they meet that equilibrium, you know, then they, they continue just like everything else, three to 4% per year increase. Yeah. And then the slowdown also, I think you brought this up. It might've been the first episode. I'm not sure it was this one. It was kind of rent. The other thing I think is going to happen is we've seen an, a crazy rent growth. I think we're in the last year of that. I, again, I'm a landlord. I'm taking the rent increases. I'm not going to be, but it has to stop. Right. I remember right. being a kid and my parents having to pick what they're going to pay. Rents are getting stretched. Yes. Incomes are up, but they're not as much as rent. Uh, CPI is missing the rent calculation big time. Um, yeah. I think, I think I've, yeah, it's just, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. So, um, yeah. I am too. I mean, I, I think there's, there's, there's more pain ahead in the economy, I think. And I think we got to be really careful about what we buy. We say it all the time. We beat this drum, you know, buy great deals in great markets, mm -hmm. um, and lock in low interest rates for 30 years. You know, there's no cheaper debt in history than at this time. And yeah. so, you know, I'm, I, I'm very excited to keep buying. I'm paying more retail than I ever have 
but I'm not worried that my values are going to crash so much that I can't sleep at night. It's like, continue to invest and buy in areas that there's housing demand for and that the supply is not keeping up with. Lock in your low rates and you're going to do well over the long term. You can't be so afraid of like one year, my values go way down. Well, if they do go way up or way down, I don't care. As long as I've got fixed debt and fairly fixed expenses and my rents can keep up, I'm doing really well. Yeah, exactly. So again, what I'm seeing coming, folks, is a real estate slowdown. Uh, I think the Fed is going to be late like they normally are. And I think we could see recession in 2022. Um, that's not, that doesn't feel good to say, but I think uh, e- either we have, a, we got to pay, recessions are a part of the business cycle. Yes. And we can't ignore them forever. Otherwise things get really, yeah. really wonky. I agree with you. And, and I like, I like that we can jab each other. You say, I told you so about, you know, China and all the stuff that I had no idea. And I've been saying a couple of years, like this yeah. can only lead to recession. You're right. Like we're going to have mass inflation. It's going to have to correct. We're going to have recession. We're going to have more pain ahead. And we it. just need to expect it, right? And so I don't, I don't know how bad, how fast, how long, but we we can set ourselves up to to see these things, mm-hmm. hedge, mitigate our risks, and take opportunity to say if these things happen, where's their opportunity? Let's keep buying, folks. Yeah, I, again, I, I've said it on many episodes. Recessions, the difference between a recession and a depression. Depression is when you lose your job. Recession is when your neighbor loses their job. And let's be very clear. I've made most of my money and wealth in a recession. Yeah. Because we were prepared and we do, we do the work and right. we did a deal. So yeah, it's, it's Absolutely. Uh, real estate slowdown is real. So Anna, how can people find you? Great. You can find me here every single week on Wednesday on my playlist on your amazing channel. And you can find me at reimom.com, my website. I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Anna Kelly, REI Mom. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you.